Hello and welcome to the first Iowa Prep Sports podcast of the 2021-22 school year. Nathan Ford with the Gazette, joined by the Gazette's Jeff Linder. We've got a new school year underway, Friday Night Football, week one coming up this week. And you were at your first sporting event of the year on Tuesday, volleyball. Yeah, uh, I had uh, Iowa City West in Kennedy Volleyball at, uh, at Kennedy on, uh, on Tuesday. And, uh, Kennedy played really well. Uh, very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, it's a team that was kind of down in the standings last year, but uh, they look like a team that uh, probably should be in the hunt in the um, NBC Valley Division race. It is just one match, and we'll know quite a bit more Thursday after the NBC Mac Challenge, but uh, Kennedy looked like a very good ball club to, uh, to start the season. Nice. Yeah, the weather out there is kind of misleading because it feels like middle of summer still, but we do have our first Friday night football coming up of, the, of this week. Uh, the Gazette has been releasing our rankings the last basically week for every single class. There's seven classes now. I found that a bit overwhelming when I was putting my preseason poll together. It's nice that there's like fewer teams in, in all the classes, but that's a lot of top tens we have to put together every week now this year. And the, the thing that strikes me and tell me what you think is I, I just can't get over Dubuque Waller being a class two a school in a seven class format. So they're, they're the fourth biggest class right now. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I just can't grasp that. It's yeah. That, I think that's the one that probably sticks out the most. I mean, there's like, you can go, you kind of go through it and you're like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, Cedar Rapids, Washington being in the same class as like Pella now, but you can at least, it, it's just a one class to drop basically. And, but Waller being in with teams like Jessup is just strange. <laughs> so, but uh, it is what it is. That's what, uh, that's what the enrollment numbers say. And, uh, all right, let's uh, let's go through some of these rankings here. Um, class 5A, let's start there. That's released Thursday, so as we're recording this, it hasn't been published yet, but it will be by the time this podcast is out. We've got Southeast Polk as a unanimous number one. Obviously, they were the, the runner-up last year to Ankeny, but with just the amount of talent they've got back and not just like typical state of Iowa talent. They have talent that is five-star in the country returning and that that looks like the obvious favorite yeah uh southeast polk's top three guys are elite i mean those are you know those are three guys that could play for probably just about any program in the country any high school in the country and and you know i think at least two of them are going to go play high high d1 ball so um yeah uh southeast polk is a unanimous number one uh ankeny ankeny's still got a lot uh, they're at two. Uh, West Des Moines Dowling, you know, probably the lowest we've ever started them at three. But, you know, they're going to be fine. Uh, we've got uh, Cedar Falls and, and Pleasant Valley sharing the number four spot. Uh, and then West Des Moines Valley at six. And then uh, Centennial, which I think won, were they two and six last year? But they played, they might have played the toughest schedule in the state. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lot coming back. Uh, actually, we've got them at 10. Curry at seven. Kennedy at eight, Washington nine, and Ankeny Centennial at ten. Yeah, that's so. The the obvious you know storyline there too is that Central Iowa is 
the the sort of the kinks of 5A or large class football, what used to be 4A. And like you said, in the past, that's always just been, well, Dowling has has won the state championship however many years in a row. Valley was always going to give them a game. Waukee was, had been climbing up. Now that district is split into two high schools. And, in, but instead of like there being more balance, it seems like in the state, there's just been new central Iowa teams emerge with Southeast Polk and Ankeny. Yeah, the other suburban teams have, are catching up. Uh, Southeast Polk, Ankeny, Centennial, Johnston, uh, Urbandale has had a couple of really nice seasons lately. So, and I'm looking forward to seeing how, how Milwaukee and Milwaukee Northwest are in this year. Yeah, I really had no idea where to rank them. Uh, I mean, Waukee lost a lot of talent from a really good team last year, and I know some of their guys are at Northwest too. So I just kind of played it safe and didn't rank either either team, but they very well could be top 10 teams by the end of the year. One of them, or maybe both of them will be in the rankings. I, I assume, you know, one or both will be in there at some point. Waukee High starts at nine, so um, – I don't know. I, I just don't know how good either of them are going to be. So I, yeah. I, I think it's safe just like you did. Well, and in the Gazette area, we have Cedar Rapids Prairie number seven, Cedar Rapids Kennedy at number eight. Those those two programs have been really consistent the last few years, um, been some of the top teams in eastern Iowa. Kennedy uh, has been to the Dome a couple of times, and they just they look like they're going to have a chance to get there again, both those teams. Yeah, and, and a lot depends on on um, on pairings. You know, if one of them gets sh- shifted out to, toward the west, then it's going to be tough. But you know, if, if one of them or can uh, or maybe even both of them are put together in, in, a, uh, in a pod, then you know may, maybe one of them can get through. It, it, it's going to be tough to get through those top level teams in, in Central Iowa, though. And, uh, it, you know, with no district standings in 5A, how is that going to work? And I know the top 16 teams, RPI-wise, are going to be the 16 teams that made it. So, um, you know, that's going to be something to keep an eye on each week as well. Yeah, that's going to be much different than than most of the other classes. Uh, let's move on to Class 4A, which, as you wrote, is kind of one of the more intriguing classes just because of the, the mixture of schools that we have here. A lot of the former... 4A schools, the smaller, bigger class teams, and then the bigger, what used to be 3A schools, kind of merging into a class that look is a lot, I guess, of all of them newer, it feels like, than some of the other ones. So we got Lewis Central ranked number one to start with, and they've got a lot of guys back from a team that's been consistently pushing for, for state championship contention over the last few years. Yeah, uh, they've got that really good lineman. Is it Hunter Gale? Yeah. And, uh, he's very, very good, and a uh, lot of good kids coming back around him. Uh, yeah, this is kind of an interesting, kind of a neat class in my mind. Uh, you've got them. North Scott's the defending champ. I still think of North Scott as a quote-unquote big school uh, because they've been in that. Uh, and then, you know, uh, they're, they're number two with North Scott. Uh, Cedar Rapids, Washington, you know, I, that, that's another thing that, uh, you know, kind of flabbergasted me. This school that was probably top 15, top 20 in enrollment not that long ago is now 38 in the state enrollment. They lost about 200 kids in 
in three grades in one year. So now they're the third grade in the school, top 36 or 5A. So now they're four. We've got them at number four. Uh, they've, got, uh, they've got some really good kids coming back from a team that they really kind of staggered down the stretch. They lost their last five, but I think they're going to be, they're going to make a big impact right away. Uh, Winter sets five. Webster City and Xavier are tied for sixth. Uh, Pella is eight. Dallas Center Grimes at nine. And Bond Durant for our ten. So another class where there's a lot of Central Iowa, Western Iowa teams sort of making up that top 10. But I think part of that, too, is just there's a lot of those teams in this class. I mean, yeah, and a lot of those little, the little Hawkeye schools, the Rack mm-hmm. River schools, you know, kind of the emerging, the next level of emerging schools in Central Iowa, the Dallas Center Grimes, Pella, Carlo, Mondoran, Ferrar, Winterset. Yeah, I'm going to be really curious to see how how some of these matchups go. I mean, with Cedar Rapids, Washington dropping down, they've got games against Xavier, Clear Creek, Amana, Pella. And this looks like it's going to be a pretty good Washington team. They've got a lot of guys back. I mean, headlined by Watts McBride, who's one of the top players in the state. So they look like a, a team that it's not, I mean, they're dropping down because of their enrollment, but they are definitely a team that can can contend in this class and would have been a pretty good team in the large class too, if they had, if they had stayed that way. I think if had, uh, Washington been in, in five a this year, they probably would be a top 15 team and mm-hmm. certainly a team that uh, we would be keeping an eye on. And Xavier obviously has been one of the top programs in the state and they start at sixth, but it's just really some question marks with them because we just don't know who who is going to step up and fill those roles. But just the way that they've consistently um, filled in the, for those graduation losses in the past, you got to feel like they're going to be a solid team once again. Yeah, oh, this is the year they're going to be down. You know, we can kind of forget about them, but we know better. They're they're mm-hmm. going to rebuild. Uh, there, there's going to be some surprises there, some kids that, uh, you know, we hadn't heard of that are going to make an impact and, and they're going to be a fine team. And I think having them at six is probably, probably fair. All right. So down in class three, a, our number one team was the three, a runner up to, to North Scott last year. That's Harlan unanimous number one team with six all staters back. That is another perennial power and one that's sort of getting back to its usual ways these last couple of years and starting to be consistently towards the top of the rankings. Yeah, they've got some really good kids coming back. Uh, six All-Staters, I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of talent coming back. And, uh, but there's some, some good teams in 3A that are going to push them. We're starting uh, uh, Boyden Hill Rock Valley at 2, uh, followed by West Delaware at 3, Sergeant Bluff Luton at 4, Independence, I think, is going to be really good. Uh, we've got them at five. Uh, they've got a really good back coming back and some really good kids around him. Solon at six. And then uh, rounding out the top ten are Davenport Assumption, Humboldt, Mount Vernon, and Sioux Center. Center. yeah. So I think, you know, that West Delaware Independence rivalry is a good one, but it, it – a lot of years hasn't been the most competitive just because West Delaware has been so good a lot of years, but independence has been a program that 
is not only on the rise, but has, has stayed a, a successful team the last few years. And this, this year might be one of the best for that West Delaware independence game. It's, it will be, uh, I think, in my opinion, it's the game of the year in Eastern Iowa. Um, I had, uh, I had West Delaware two and independence at four on my ballot. Uh, it's eight game and, uh, yeah, independence has really risen their program here in the last four years or so, I would say. And, uh, I would say they're basically an equal of West Delaware at this point. And, uh, we haven't been able to say that very much for a long, long time. So another rivalry on this part of the state that has been one-sided at times is Solon and Mount Vernon. Solon starts at number six, Mount Vernon starts at number nine. They've kind of been in different classes uh, various years here recently too. They play week two, so that's going to be an, an early litmus test, I think, for both those teams to see if they're sort of among the, the 3A elites in eastern Iowa. And they're not in the same district, are they? I don't, I don't think so, no. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's a deal where – it's not a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a geographical rivalry, but it's, to me, it's not a competitive rivalry until Mount Vernon beats them. And it's been a long, long time. So, you know, we're coming up on 20 years since, since Mount Vernon's beat Solon. And uh, Solon, they're, they're both going to be very good. And I think Solon's probably just a little bit better. But, uh, you know, we'll find out week two. Yeah, Mount Vernon's had some really good teams, but Solon has had some really, really good teams. Uh, down in 2A, Central Lion George Little Rock is our number one team, another unanimous number one. They were the 2A runners-up last year. Tons of guys back, including a really productive dual-threat quarterback, and so they were the, the obvious choice to start on top in, in 2A. Yeah, uh, I was at that, uh, that state final last year. Very impressed with Central Lion George Little Rock. Uh, Zach their quarterback, and uh, he can run, he can throw. Um, Really, really good kids. And I'll tell you, that, that pack of Northwest Iowa right now, whether it's A through 3A or so, uh, that's, you know, there, there's about a dozen teams up there that are really, really good. And, uh, uh, you know, Central Lion Church, Little Rock's one of them. And those teams all play each other, it seems like, even from, you know, from A to 3A. You could go five and four, six and three in one of those smaller classes and be a, a team that uh, has a good chance to win a state championship if you can get in the playoffs. Yeah, they. it's not just basketball country up there anymore. I mean, we've got West Ly just in 2A, West Lions, number five, or number four, OABCIG is number five, Esterville, Lincoln Central, number seven, and that's just in 2A. So those teams are going to be really good. We've got West Marshall ranked number two. Wakan was the... Uh, two-way champion last year. They're number three. Uh, a lot of guys to replace, but also some some key contributors back, and that's been a program yeah. that's been consistent lately as well. Yeah, uh, Lincoln Snicker, you know, one of the best players in our area. Uh, Pat Hennessy, really nice player. Uh, two really good cornerstones built around there. So, um, yeah, don't uh, don't think Wakan's going to be too far down this year. No. Uh, they're they're uh, definitely a Solid pick to win their district again. Good, good opening week game between them and Waverly Shellrock. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had Waverly Shellrock ranked, I think. So I think that'll be a pretty, pretty good game. Uh, also in 2A, we have PCM number six. Williamsburg is tied with Esterville Lincoln Central at seven. 
Comanche is number nine, and Green County is number 10. Williamsburg, uh, another team where you rely on the tradition a little more than just the stats of who's coming back. Obviously, Williamsburg has good players coming back, but you can never really knock them down too far, no matter no matter who they lose. Right, and uh, we'll talk about that here in just a second. And they've got a dandy right now to shoot against Iowa City, Regina uh, on Friday night. Yeah, let's go down to, to Class 1A. Regina is ranked number four after winning the Class A state championship last year. They're behind number one, Van Meter, number two, Underwood, and number three, West Sioux. I mean, Regina, with a new coach, it's kind of a new era for them after Marv Cook retired. Definitely expect them to be among the 1A contenders, but you just it was tough to, to pick against Van Meter as, as a number one team. Regina did get one first-place vote. But the other four went to, to Van Meter, and they take the number one spot. Yeah, and uh, Van Meter's another, you know, emerging Des Moines suburb. Yeah. Uh, so, and they, they've got some good kids coming back. Uh, you went through the through the top uh, five. You went through the top four there. And then uh, at, after four is uh, Waterloo Columbus at five. And then MFL Marmon, which makes the jump back from A to one A at six. South Central Calhoun at seven, Sigurd Kyoto at eight, and then Pella Christian and Cascade. Yeah, MFL Marmac is a team that's intriguing to me. I think it was a couple years ago we had a story about how they were having their first winning season since the 1990s, and now they're a preseason top six team despite jumping up a class. They've got a backfield with a couple of 1,000-yard rushers back with an excellent nickname. Colin McShane and Gabe McGoo make up the McDouble uh, for MFL Marmac. So that's going to be tough for 1A defenses to contend with. I think Sigourney Kyoto, too, is a team that surprised some people last year just because those are two small schools that combine and then move up a, a, a class than what they would be on their own, probably. And just the, their old school offense, but they were still really competitive against OIBCIG for a lot of that game. And obviously just to get that far, I mean, they, that's a really good program that's been going, going strong for a while now. A long time. Is there uh, 30 years ago, 40 years ago? I mean, that's, that's a good program. And, uh, uh, you know, what more can you say? Yeah. And then Cascade at, at number 10, and then West Branch is that, that first team receiving votes. Obviously, that's a program you can never count out either. Right. And they're they're gonna be they're gonna be really strong and uh, you know, we'll, we'll know a lot more about them after Friday night as well. All right, class A rankings. The runner up to Regina last year, Grundy Center is number one, led by quarterback Logan Knott coming back. They've got plenty of talent returning and and got four first place votes logan magnolia is number two they got the other first place vote yeah um regina was just kind of we found out at the end of the year we're just kind of was kind of at a level of their own uh, grand center was probably kind of a distant second in that class but uh you know with cannot coming back uh some other good kids around him uh i think you know i thought that was a pretty easy id as far as the number one team and then, uh, like I said, Logan Magnolia at two. And then we went to uh, Harley Melbourne, Sanborn at three. Lisbon and West Hancock are tied for four. And then six is St. Albert. And then Mason City Newman at seven. Mount Air is eight. St. Anne's Garden, Oakland Riverside are tied for ninth. 
So Lisbon uh, was seven and three last year, went to the round of 16 in class A and now looks to be with Regina having moved up possibly the top team in the Gazette area in class A. And uh, good, good athletes. Uh, the uh, emergence of the, the boys track program and the football program have kind of gone hand in hand. We, we know what they do in wrestling over there at Lisbon, a very good program. And, uh, just kind of going through some really good, really good male athletes right now. They've had good baseball teams yeah, uh, as well. A couple of state tournament appearances. And even, even this summer with a really young team, uh, got to, uh, got to state, uh, they have a, an intriguing week one game against West branch. Yeah. And I, I would say that might be about as good a game as, as, uh, as, good a game as we're going to have to see Lisbon play this year, because I think, they're they're a very very heavy favorite in their district. And Lisbon is getting a chance to play on its home field for the first time in a couple of years. They've been playing at Cornell, yep. which is obviously a, a, a cool relationship there. But to have your own field in, in your hometown, that's that's going to be a cool environment on Friday night. New, very much improved, renovated uh, uh, facility they have for Lisbon. So I think uh, you know that's that's a neat place. It's a neat place to watch a game anyway. But it's really good. Okay, so eight-player rankings. Our number one team to start the season did not get a first-place vote, and that was Cam of Anita. Obviously, that means a lot of people voted them really high, and there just wasn't a consensus. So Cam starts at number one, but nobody has much faith that they'll stay there, I guess. Well, I think they play uh, they play Fremont Mills right away, or they play yeah. right away, yeah. one of those two right away, and one of them, and the other one soon. So, yeah, I, all five of our panelists had uh, Cam and Nita in the top four. Uh, you had them at two. I had them at three. So, uh, lots of uh, intense like for the Yes. So, uh, four other schools had at least one first place vote. Uh, you and I both had Audubon at number one. Audubon's number two overall. And then Montezuma with Eddie Burgess at three. Don Bosco, perennial power at four, Fremont Mills five. And then after that's the defending state champ, uh, Ripson State Marriage at six. And then you and I both are very high on Casey Pearson. Uh, we've got them at seven. Uh, spoiler alert, I have them at two. Uh, even though they were four and five last year, uh, I think they're going to be really, really good and didn't lose hardly anything. So we're starting them at seven. And then it's Jeansville, eight, and London, nine, at tied for 10 between Okay, so. Our number three team, Montezuma, is one that people are probably going to be familiar with, especially around this area, and especially with the quarterback, Eddie Burgess, coming back, who had numbers last year that were honestly hard to believe. 3,803 passing yards, 1,148 rushing yards, 89 touchdowns, also threw in 91 tackles on defense. That is going to be a fun team to watch, and KJ Pilcher, our colleague, wrote about that, and Eddie himself said, enjoy the show. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize until after the fact that they played a game on Saturday. They beat yeah. 57 to 24. It was close for a while. I think it was 30 to 18 at halftime. And then uh, I think Montezuma put up four touchdowns in the third quarter, which they're prone to do. And uh, so a good start for them. And uh, uh, I anticipate them that, that, uh, that they'll go, you know, they'll be playing. I like the, the idea of, 
this eight-player class being pretty wide open. I mean, some years we've gone into it and just known, oh, Don Bosco, number one. That one year, Fremont Mills, obviously number one. But this year, it's it's hard to tell. There were some competitive games in the playoffs last year, with especially Montezuma's 108-94 loss to Remsen St. Mary's. And I know Montezuma feels kind of like the runner-up after the championship game was 49-0. So it's, I think it's going to be a fun race to the dome for a player this year. These schools play eight-player football, so it's, uh, I think there's more depth there. And I, I imagine that uh, you know, some more schools have kind of, kind of figured it out a little bit. If, if you can play a little bit of defense in eight-player football, you can be pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. That's, you don't want to be giving up 108 points. But if you can score, if you can score almost 100, then you you, you give yourself a chance. Uh, okay, so week one coming up this Friday, what game are you going to be covering and what can you tell us about that? Well, I'm going to be at Iowa City West. It's kind of a dual role for me on Friday. I'm going to be handing off the uh, Athlete of the Year the trophies, the banners, and all that to uh, to Aurora here and to uh, Marcus Morgan at halftime. So that's that's a lot of the reason I'm going down there, and, and simply also because it's going to be a good football game. Uh, I think there's um, a lot of unknowns both for Kennedy and for Iowa City West. Um, who wins that game? I, I I really don't know. Well, some of the other games uh, that we're going to be covering here at the set on Friday. Uh, Jeff Johnson will be out at Kingston Stadium for Cedar Rapids, Washington and, and Cedar Rapids, Jefferson. Obviously, people excited to see what this Washington team looks like. But Jefferson has kind of been an interesting story this offseason, too. There was some uncertainty about whether the Jayhawks would even be able to field a varsity team. Look, uh, good news is it looks like they they will have enough for a team, but that's something to, to keep an eye on, too, is the participation numbers there at Jefferson. There's obviously going to be some younger guys probably having to step into a, a varsity role. And the hope is that the program can just start to build from here and, and keep those numbers out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Washington, definitely a, a pretty heavy favorite in that game. Uh, really big expectations and hopes there. Uh, Jefferson, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully they can get through the season and, uh, you know, maybe pick up a win or two. Um, but it, it's it's going to be an uphill climb for the Jayhawks this year for sure. So then KJ Pilcher is going to be out at Xavier to cover the Saints against Western Dubuque. Um, Western Dubuque, a team we didn't really talk about, but that that's been a they obviously won a state championship a couple years ago. Been a really strong program. I think they're just receiving votes this year, but that's kind of been a fun little rivalry between Western it, Dubuque and Xavier. Yeah, it's developed into a really good rivalry. Uh, and, uh, Against each other again this year, and I, I, I like that they're playing each other to start the season. Uh, Ryan Plagnicool is going to be covering Iowa City High and Iowa City Liberty. Liberty, another one of those smaller, uh, big programs that's going to be down in 4A. So, um, kind of like their first few years when they were in 3A, they it's going to be kind of an interesting fit for, for Liberty in that class. Yeah, um, both those new head coaches there, Mitch Moore at City High, James Harris at Liberty. Uh, Liberty's won the last two, a uh, couple close games. I think it was 23-20 a couple years ago. Last year it was 28-24. Um, I, I think that's going to be a really, really competitive game against two teams that are hoping to, to make a little bit of a move up this year. 
And we've got uh, Coley Klein covering Clear Creek Man at Marion, a playoff rematch. Uh, Marion pulled the upset last year against Clear Creek Command. They've got quarterback Alex Moda back, who's uh, getting some Division One interest as an athlete. So both those teams are going to be teams to watch this year, it looks like. Who's going to be the first one to call in the Indians this year? Who's going to <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the Marion Wolves, everybody, and the Command Storm. Yeah, still still red and, red and gold, but uh, yeah. we'll get used to it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think I think they're going to be a little better this year. They're three and five. Uh, I heard that they were um, – they were very competitive in a scrimmage with Kennedy last week and uh, their, their top level guys are pretty darn good. Yeah. They, they clearly started to put stuff together toward the end of the year last year with a pretty young team. And I do, I love, I like the Marion Wolves look, the new logo and the red and gold still looks good. I, I like, yeah. I like the uh, rebrand there. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be covering Muscatine and Lindmar, Pleasant Valley and Prairie and Williamsburg, Regina those last couple games could be really, really good. Williamsburg, Regina, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, small school game, that'll, that'll be a good one as well. All right. So week one kicks off Friday. The Gazette will have tons of coverage uh, online Friday night at thegazette.com. We'll have a live scoreboard. We're going to have reports from all those games that we just talked about. We're going to have a, a show just very similar to this one here on Friday where we go through the scores, some of the big games. We'll have some reports from, from out in the field. That'll be available on Friday night. Obviously, you can, if you're hitting the, the sack early, you can check that out on Saturday morning as well. So week one coming up, have you put in the work over the offseason? You've taken things one day at a time. Have you been Have you been going 1-0 and every single day? And now are you ready for the first game of the season on Friday? We've covered here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's that's going to be it for our first preview show of the week. We're going to be trying to do these every week. It's not probably going to be me and Jeff specifically every week. We're going to rotate KJ in there. Jeff Johnson will make some appearances as well. But make sure to check us out every week as we look at the rankings, uh, preview the week's games, and just talk about all things Iowa high school football. And we're excited to get it started. Thanks so much for tuning in. 